Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the ABB Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Murphy, coming to you from Greenville, South Carolina. I've got a great topic today, and I hope you're ready for it. I brought in two experts to speak with me from ABB's food and beverage team. First is Matt Rodebush, Global Segment Manager for Food and Beverage. And next is James Maynard, Product Specialist for Key Segments. Matt and James, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Mark. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having you on. The food and beverage industry, it certainly impacts all of us. From farm to fork, having a sustainable and reliable food source is critical. I want to dive a bit more into how ABB is helping facilities overcome challenges faced in this industry. So James, I'm going to start with you. Can you first review some of the industry regulations found in food and beverage? Yes. The NAMI North America Meat Institute, uh, they have standards and regulations out there for surface finishes of, of our motors, especially the stainless steel motors that are in food and beverage facilities. And what that does is they've, they've discovered that the rougher the finish, the more chance there is for bacteria to harbor and start to grow. So they have very strict surface finish requirements that we meet or exceed to make sure that our stainless products won't harbor bacteria, which is you know a bad thing in a food and beverage industry because it will eventually get into the food supply and contaminate food supplies. Okay. So does NAMI have any impact on, say, these uh, IP ratings? Uh, not, not really, but that's a separate deal altogether. But the IP ratings, that's basically ingress protection. And it depends on the level of protection you need for that particular part in the plant. Because then in the food and beverage industry, in the food and beverage plants, they have, they'll range in variety from all the way to the driest ed end of the spectrum, which is a lower IP rating, all the way to the most wet end, like in meat processing, where they have to be sanitized frequently and things like that. So as you go from that dry end, like with the grains and cereals, to the wet end of the spectrum, you have to increase your IP rating. And the IP codes are pretty simple. The, there's the IP and then there's two numbers. The first number indicates what protection level the motor has against solids and dusts. But the one in the food and beverage industry that everybody focuses on is mainly that second one, which is the uh, protection against water. So that second number indicates what protection level that motor has against liquids and water. The two main ones that we see a lot of is, is IP56 and IP69. That's the big one. But, you know, IP56 is more of a wash cycle type thing where, where it has to be able to withstand 65 gallons a minute of water from 10 to 12 feet away. So it's, it's a lot like a fire hose cleaning and washing, whereas when you get into the IP69 level, that's more of a sanitizing. So it's high temperature, high pressure. Okay. Okay. And uh, we're going to come back to the IP69 rating here in just a second. Uh, Matt, I'm going to kick it over to you. Let's talk about some of the impact that facilities could see if they don't follow some of these industry regulations. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. James touched a bit on NAMI. And the reason that these regulations are there is we like our food to be clean. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of health reasons. We want it to be sanitary. And so, you know, the NAMI, they can go into a plant and if the level of cleanliness or sanitization or bacteria that they see is not up to the level they see 
as acceptable, they can shut a plant down. On the back end, if you have a product that's sent out that you later determine that it has salmonella, for instance, there's a big cost and impact of recalling that product to make sure it doesn't end up you know, with your family and on the table. So that's a reason for a lot of these regulations. But if something like that happens, it could be detrimental to a company. It could be, it could hurt their brand, but it could also cost them a lot of money. If you're having to re- recall millions of pounds of product you know, that's already out into the field, then you have to go back into your plant, look at what equipment produced that product to make sure you get rid of the bacteria, you clean it, and you have products in there and equipment that can be cleaned according to those regulations. So it's, it is a big topic. Uh, one big mistake can actually shut down a company. Okay. Matt, I'm going to stick with you. So if I'm looking at the Battle Reliance 501 motor catalog, for example, there's a huge section uh, just for washdown motors. So I know James had kind of alluded to certain uh, levels of, of washdown. So can you kind of give me a glimpse at on how to select the right motor for an application? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Uh, with the Baldor Reliance stock product catalog, there are a lot of, lot of motors in there. And so how would you go about looking in there to find the right motor for your application? A couple of things I would look at. Uh, the first one being how close is the motor to the actual food source? Uh, and when I say that, how much product is going to be actually uh, touching the food or, or be on a conveyor that may have food drop onto the equipment? That can determine the amount of washdown that motor will require. Uh, James did mention you could have the end of the plant that's what we call dry. So that is not going to be expo- exposed to any type of food or washdown. That can be a standard general purpose motor. Uh, we don't have to add different materials or different sealing as you would when you get closer to the food. Uh, so we call that a zone three, the, the dry. Once you get to a zone two, that is the light washdown area. So it may or may not be in contact with food. So what we do there is we start adding extra protection. Uh, so one of that is stainless steel hardware so it doesn't rust. Uh, we add two-part epoxy paint like on our white washdown product. That's just a little bit more suitable for caustic areas and light washdown. We also add different levels of sealing. So you may add a lip seal to the where the the shaft comes out of the end plate so that water cannot get into the bearing. You may add a, a gasket to the conduit box lid so that your connections, your electrical connections are protected. And then the final stage is what we call a zone one. That's when you get to your stainless products. So at that area, you're using caustic solutions that can cause rust. You can have steel parts that can degrade over time. But you also want to have that sealing for the high-pressure wash and higher-temperature wash. So you're using hot water with caustic solutions to spray that down so that it's sanitary. And so if it's in direct contact with food, you're not contaminating the food and you can clean the equipment very easily. So there's sections of our catalog that go into each stage of the motors as we add different materials and different sealing. 
Okay, great. I've been into several facilities and you're right. The uh, cleaning agents are everywhere. So motors certainly need to be protected. Okay, James, uh, we kind of hinted at it. So I, if you could, can you talk about some of the type of testing that goes into this rigorous uh, IP69 motor? Absolutely. The IP69, to be able to meet IP69, it has to go through a pretty, pretty tough test. It's got the water that they use is 176 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's extremely hot. It, it's 36 degrees below boiling point. So it's very close to the boiling point of water. So when they say high pressure, high temp, they mean it's hot. And um, the pressure level is up to 1450 PSI from just six inches away from the from the motor at a flow rate of about four gallons per minute. And when they do that, they do it on a turntable that's rotating. So so this rotating uh, table, do, does it come at uh, different angles as well, or is it just from yes, the top yes. down? Okay. Yes, that, that turntable is rotating at five rounds per minute, and they have to spray it at four different spray angles for 30 seconds at each angle. And they, they spray it from zero degrees, 30 degrees, 60, and 90 degrees. And they have to do each of those angles for 30 seconds. And after that, they disassemble the motor. And to be able to, be able to put IP69 on the motor, it has to have zero water inside of it after that. So that, that's, that's the rigorous test that the IP69 food safe motor has to go to and has to build to meet or exceed. Okay, great. I wanted to uh, also talk about a really hot topic that, that's in all industries. It's predictive maintenance. So, uh, James, I guess I'll stick with you. Can you uh, discuss predictive maintenance technologies in the food and beverage industry? Yes, we have the uh, smart sensor out, and it will help you be able to quickly detect trends if, if you have a motor that's starting to go bad. It detects vibration and temperature, and it'll even do a calculation to to calculate energy consumption. But the main ones are the vibration and the heat, and you can start graphing plotting a graph over time and as you see that trend up you can you can you know schedule the maintenance to be able to repair the motor before it fails it also gets you close enough to be able to to get this information without having to get into a dangerous areas as well so it has a bluetooth technology that you can you can sync it with your phone and and get that information without having to get into dangerous situations to to be able to to inspect these motors. Okay, great. Uh, Matt, anything to add on predictive maintenance? Yeah, to that point, downtime is really expensive for plants such as food processing. And so that's what we're trying to avoid. How do you detect a possible issue that could lead to unplanned downtime and do that in a manner to where you can set up a maintenance schedule to where your reacting ahead of time and you can schedule maintenance on your own time that can save the money from having to shut down completely because of a of a catastrophic issue and maintain that flow of product through the plant uh, that, that really helps maintenance personnel schedule their their maintenance on these products so we want to help with that uh, and motors can can obviously be a big challenge of knowing when to do the maintenance and and not having that that failure occur when you're not ready for it. Okay, great. Sounds to me like this smart sensor allows maintenance to increase their capability without having to increase personnel. So now that, that's a great tool in this industry. 
All right. Uh, one last question, and it's for you, Matt. Uh, what is Bowdo Reliance doing to help make an impact in the food and beverage industry? Yeah, great question. And the good thing about a company such as ABB is we have a really good R&D facility. So we're constantly looking at how do we improve our products even more to add more value, add more benefit to our customers in either the technology, the design, the winding. So there's different areas we look at. Uh, one area I would point out in terms of benefiting food and beverage customers is in terms of sustainability. A lot of food processing plants are looking at sustainability these days for their facilities. How do they improve CO2 emissions? How do they reduce waste? So that's a target we have on helping with the, one of them being efficiency. Uh, so one way you could look at sustainability is how do I make my equipment and my processes more efficient, whether uh, the amount of air used, the amount of water, the amount of energy. Uh, so we're looking at that and, and more and more motors are being used on drives. So you'll see a broad offering of our products that are standard with shaft grounding rings just to mitigate the possibility of having those shaft currents fail your bearings. Uh, so in the food and beverage industry, what the way I like to look at it is the longer that motor survives on that equipment, the less you're having to replace the motor. So that reduces the amount of, the amount of waste. Uh, it reduces the amount of CO2 emissions that are caused by that motor and overall saves the, the plant money. Uh, you know, the longer these motors and equipment last, the more you can concentrate on other areas of the plant to improve their own product and keep product going out the door. So that's something that we want to focus on to help customers. And it's a need we see today. Okay. I think that's a perfect place to stop. Uh, Matt and James, hey, uh, thank you both so much for speaking with me on uh, these topics. I think it's great to, to hear this and, and it shows really how much uh, ABB is focused on such an impactful industry that really does affect us all. So uh, remember, audience, if you've got any further questions about food and beverage applications, products in those applications, contact your local sales rep or check out our products on abb.com or bowdor.com. Then look for Washdown Duty. And always, please keep tuning in to the ABB Solutions Podcast in your favorite app. Thanks again, and have a great day.